what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dereed. Hi, this is Tom Thurwell. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Ooh Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Kyle Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken. The glorious broken but glorious to broken but glorious podcast because like me you are head to toe a pro hello and welcome to broken but glorious on bbgwrestling.com i'm chris lapp and i'm delighted to be joined on the line by the owner of lancashire wrestling federation steve bibby how are you doing this evening oh this morning steve i am pretty bright and breezy this morning actually yeah brave <laughs> so huge thanks for joining me so you've joined us to promote LWF's return show, Slamaganza, 31st of July. But first, how have you been surviving lockdown? I've just been really pushing towards where we are now and just getting yes. my head down for the work. I think it's, um, it's very easy to lose your motivation during that time. Mm-hmm. So I've been uh, just going out and buying the things we need and editing videos and just, just generally setting us up really for when we relaunch, and it's sort of it's passed the time well, and it's also been very productive. Yeah, you've got you've, you've, you've been quite busy on YouTube. There's lots of matches on, and I watched your last show, the, the 2019 full show you had up. That, was, that, was, that, that bit opening triple threat again was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> full show on um, just because I knew we wouldn't be doing business for quite a while, so it was almost like a bit mm-hmm. of a gift, buddy, something to watch. Uh, we are starting to, from now on, we will be putting our content on a, on a specific wrestling channel, which we've just oh, joined. So we'll, we'll be announcing that at some point, but uh, I do like to put little exclusive videos on YouTube to keep the channel going and keep the oh, viewers. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to find one of your Lancashire riots because my, my six year old's obsessed with rumbles. So I was like, oh no. Oh, <laughs> Riot is going to be going on soon on the on this on this new channel. That's one of the next announcements. Oh, the Lancashire Riot was actually the last show that we did before lockdown. It was the most successful one. It was it, uh, it was a sellout as well. So oh, it was amazing. yeah, great show. He's, yeah, he's obsessed. I don't know how the ones WWE put on YouTube. We must have watched 10, 20, 30 times during lockdown. It's <laughs> fantastic and doing. And there's a he's obsessed with paradox. And there's a Britannia wrestling rumble which has them all in. So we've watched that one over and over and over again. It's got like 900 views, and I think at least 100 of them. So, yeah, <laughs> so you so you know the out. You don't need to watch it again for that. <laughs> Just a you know, he can tell, he can pretty much tell you who's coming in next and next and next and next. <laughs> yeah, I used to be like that when I was a kid as well. I always knew uh, I always knew the entrance by the commentary and things like that. It was strange little details you pick up when you're young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who was your favourite wrestler growing up? Uh, when I was growing up, when I was very young, it was Brett. Always Brett. Brett. Yes. Uh, when I was younger. Um, when I was very young. I mean, that, that was sort of when I was about 10, 11, 12. Uh, when I was about 6, 7, it was the Ultimate Warrior. Um, yes. It's just all full of the colour and, the, and the, the constant energy really used to get you when you were a kid. And I sort of, you, you take that into into promoting and things because you know what youngsters go for and everything. So yes, you sort definitely. of use your experiences. But those two, when I was very young, and I think when I um, got into the teens, I was always a big Mick Foley fan. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I used to love Mick Foley. 
Uh, I've got strange likes as well. Like I always used to enjoy watching um, people like Steve Blackman and, and uh, those oh, guys. Yes. Yeah, a, yeah. I, I, he could have been I'm sort of a big, big, I thought. So. I was a big Shane McMahon fan as well, but, uh, but even <laughs> when he was young, just really bizarre likes. But I think it was just who you sort of found more realistic watching and who you related to. And Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, when I was little, I loved the Bushwhackers, but looking back now, I was like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Macho Man was my favourite yeah. growing up. So. Absolutely a great call, yeah. But, but when I got, when I got into the new gen, I was more a Shawn Michaels, and my brother was Brett. So it was kind of oh, like, right. <laughs> that's a perfect situation. That's yes. that's how it should be. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you'd have been very happy when he uh, when he made his comeback and went on for so much longer than everyone expected. I, I kind of stopped watching wrestling in the early two thousands. It was only oh, wasn't right. really until about two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, when the oldest. Got back into wrestling. I got back into it. It was like one of them. I dipped my toe in, but I didn't have Sky when I moved out, so I was only really kept up with results. For that, mm. I stopped around about 2010 and just watched it sporadically from then. Um, and still, you know, that's still the case now, if not less. I'm more focused on my own stuff now. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, kind of, I kind of missed the whole attitude era because oh, the time that I came out, I was like 17, 18. Wrestling wasn't cool. <laughs> kind of, yeah, watching sometimes hung over in bed on a Sunday after a night out. Yeah. <laughs> about that era is the, um, the the way the stories wove through a show. So you put an episode of Raw on, and, and something would happen, and then it would so you'd see something backstage as it went along, and then another clip, and then something had happened in someone's match that wove into the main event, and it was all like a real episode. I think it's a bit segmented now, where it's sort of a series of happenings. You know, yeah, like, I, th- I think I was booked yeah. back then. It's, it's very much how uh, an indie show is booked. So they kind of ha- you have mm. over the year you'll have an overriding story, but each show has a self-contained story as well. So it, it kind of comes must-watch. There's you watch the same matches over and over again for no, and there's no reason for the matches on Raw these days. I might be a bit biased because I like making history promos and, and things like that, and it was always perfect for that kind of uh, a video back then. All yes. those little woven story moments. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any ever have any ambitions of becoming a wrestler yourself? I thought about it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not designed for it. I've got a couple. I've got like a, a uh, like a, a joint issue and everything, which uh, yeah. makes it very difficult for me to to go into anything like that. I think if I if I ever wanted to, it would have to be very limited. I'm not saying that that's not possible, but I sort of I was more. Yeah. The older I got, the more I realised if I was going to go into anything, it would be it would be commentary, and that's what I do yes. now. This is Synergy Super Athlete Troy Ryan, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. So then you decided to start promotion. How did that come about? So. I accidentally. <laughs> Ridiculous as that sounds, it's true. Um, a lot of people, this kind of thing, they have a business plan. Uh, I didn't. I, um, I I came up with the ideas. And um, the show names, and, and, and I came up with the LWF name and, and the lot, well, not the logo at that point, but I'd come up with the idea for the LWF, so it was my brainchild, effectively. Yes. And then uh, I gave I gave the idea to to a, a guy who had like a, a ring and event experience and everything, and I thought he might be able to take it somewhere. And um, it'd be like seeing somebody else use my idea for a positive, you know. But oh, I think they said yeah, that was it. it was I, I just passed it along and said, "Here, try try this out." And uh, <laughs> they didn't 
they didn't really have the time and they, they were they had so many other projects on that it kind of started disintegrating into nothing. So I said, give me the idea back and I'll see what I can do with it. And mm. I I went on Cage Match uh, on the internet and I yeah. found uh, yeah and I just I searched for wrestlers in in the Lancashire area who might have sort of stopped wrestling and might not be that active now. And uh, I found oh, Carl Clinch in Manchester, and he'd been wrestling for quite some time. He, he, I think he'd been out of it for seven or eight years. It was quite a long time. Um, and I, I asked him, do you want to come down? Because I've got a bunch of people here that wouldn't mind trying to train to be wrestlers because I'd, I'd gone through my friends list. I thought, you know, that's yes. how I did it. I went through my friends list and said, would you like to give this a go? Because I want to try and open school. Because there was nothing in, in this immediate area. You know, things no, no. in press and Manchester, but in between there was there was absolutely nothing. And uh, he came down for one session to see whether it would work, and he's been there ever since, and he's the LWF champion now. And yes. it's it's been literally from nothing. And so our slogan is from the ground up because that's what it's yes. been. Yeah, so that's that's this, the story. So, of the, so, so if one of our listeners wants to go to a what should they expect from the LWF shows? Absolutely, the unexpected. Um, yeah. You, we we do uh, have a lot of drama in our shows. Mm. We, we don't like to give the matches out and promote them, but then what happens on the night is can be completely, completely off off the off the rails. Um, yes. We've had shows. We've had shows where uh, I think the, the the early days we had this tremendous sort of story where Carl had picked four trainees from the academy to yes. go and do a show match on our very first show to show to show off the academy to, to promote the academy and one of the guys involved was chris stone and he uh he wasn't picked and he had stormed out of the the academy slammed the door and, and gone on a tirade on on social media saying i should have been i deserved to, to have been involved in this and they, they really uh sort of oh, wasted wow. all my work and he came to the show and and got involved in the ring and the security had to drag him out of the door and the, the <laughs> locker room had to push him out from the door into the street. Yeah. And, and this happened for quite a while until he, he finally managed to sort of get on the roster. So it, there's all sorts of things that you can expect from an LWS show. Oh, that's, that's um, but you will all get the maximum for what you, uh, for the risk you take going. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you go about establishing a roster for your first show? Uh, we brought a few guys in from uh, from uh, Yorkshire where I'd been commentating um, just to help us out for the first uh, few few months while we trained our guys. But yes. it was really it was a real meteoric rise of the the, the students. Um, we'd had a few uh, young guys from Manchester who'd done brilliant work in Manchester in the academies there, and they came down to do their first shows uh, on our show, and it was they were so good and so reliable that it didn't seem necessary to look further afield and bring in a lot of guys from, from elsewhere when we had this great talent on our doorstep. So a lot of our shows are structured around their, their ability and they're so, they're so the, the, the audience love them. The audience is right. We've got tag teams like Synergy and um, yes. <laughs> we've even got like a, a glam, an 80s glam rock band called Shining Wizard who, are, who the fans are starting to really take to at the moment. They're actually playing a live song in the ring at Slamaganda. Oh, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all through the academy. So when we've got that kind of thing, that's how I structure my show around these guys. And if we bring anybody in, we've had uh, Joey Hayes, we had Sticks, um, Danny Holt and guys like this have come down and, and helped them out. And um, not only did they obviously add to the show, but they're a tremendous uh, learning 
experience for for the the newer guys who are still coming through. Amazing! Uh, Synergy was um, about two weeks ago. It was the first time I'd ever seen them live. I've seen them on videos, and they're, ter- they're huge and it's terrifying. They are. They're like a two-on-one match against Big Joe, and I just couldn't. So I've, I've interviewed Ryan. I've got Chris on next week. But uh, in person, I just couldn't believe how big Ryan is. It's just oh, it's freakishly he's huge. Really <laughs> so is. He, um, I mean, that, whatever you, what you see in person is what he is in the ring. He's a colossus in the ring, and, and the, and the mm. two of them together just they're frightening. Um, and they have, yes. they, they have a big match uh, on July the thirty first against Shining Wizard, which should be a, should be interesting. The rematch, yeah. Uh, yeah. So do you just so you mentioned you just have like a core group of academy guys as like that's your main roster throughout 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 the last couple of years and then you just bring in outsiders core is right um that's exactly what it is um we've got some real talent in there and it's just a case of um we we will bring in uh, outside guys who we think will add to the show obviously the marquee booking Bringing Joey Hayes in the main event fight uh, before Christmas in 2019 was a, was a big thing. Um, yes, and they, they are they do bring people to the show as well. Um, the familiarity of wrestling fans see that they're on and they will follow them because that's the great thing about wrestling fans. They don't care where they go as long as they get to see these guys. So it is yes. nice to bring them. Yeah, in. Definitely, <laughs> but they are. Uh, it is mainly based around the core of, of what's coming up. I mean, I like to promote. Um, and Carl likes to, to really push um, getting these these young guys out there to be seen because I think that you've got to look towards the younger the future and everything and, and that's what they are they'll be around for a long time to come after this and we want to give them a good head start and give them a good springboard cool. so how did you go about choosing your first champion? Carl's work with the academy was immense I mean he mm. he puts the hours in uh, and it's not just at the training sessions on the weekends and, and midweek now, but it's it's on the day as well. He he makes yeah. sure that everybody is doing what they should be doing. He he, he really drives at, um, the respect thing in as well. You've got to be respectful to everybody if you come across to the show. You've got to appreciate why you know the fact that you've got this opportunity and everything. And they um and the intern gets a ton of it back. And I just thought the his, his work rate and his and his efforts and his example were really what we were looking mm. for to, to carry oh, us. And uh, he's, he's really he's really in the face of the, the company and he's, he's carried as well. I mean, he, obviously, he's, he's had a lot of days with the belt, with the lockdown happening. Um, <laughs> he's yeah. still champion since February the 8th, uh, 2019. Mm. But, um, so, you know, he's had, he's had a lot of defences in that time as well. So, yeah, he's been a great, great ambassador for us, really. And um, that's, that's why he's... That's why he holds the belt now. That very, very nice belt that we have. Which, uh, yeah, um, as, 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 he's, as he's been defending against all these big names from the northwest, if one of the academy guys eventually takes off, and that just makes gives them such a boost. And oh yeah, it's like amazing stories. So like... Yeah, he had a great uh, title defense against Nick Cutter um, at one of our shows, which is on YouTube. That's a free clip, mm. um, and. That was what it was about. It was about the teacher, the the mentor versus the, the student. And yeah, it, we like to we like to mix it up. It's not just going to be defending it against the big names. I want to see you know, I want to see him in action against who he's who he's taught because that's a great story in itself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
So it's, so it's kind of like your go-to guy when you bring in a, uh, like an import. I don't want to call them an import, but an outside booking. Uh, we, well, uh, certainly, yeah, I would say um, his opinion's valuable to me. I'm still new to this, really. Um, you know, I only really yeah. got my common break in 20, um, 2017, I think. Uh, 20, I think it was early 2017 when I, f- I first got um, a commentary job and I got exposed to the business and I got be, I, I was able to get involved with it. Um, so I'm still very new, whereas Carl's obviously got a lot more experience than me, a lot more contact. So I, I do go to to people for advice because I think the it would be wrong of me to assume that I, I, I can do this by myself. You know, and I think anybody that doesn't listen to advice uh, is going nowhere. Definitely. Yeah, so Carl is very useful. There's a few guys who I speak to about uh, with their opinion. Even my uh, even my color commentator, Mikey Fitzgerald, is fantastic for uh, his knowledge of the business. So yeah, I've got a lot of people people around me to sort of uh, help me progress. Yeah, that's it's what it's what you need. So do you have um, ongoing stories from show to show, or is each show self-contained events? No, that that's where I wanted to. Uh, that's that was one of the biggest things for me when I first started this uh, promotion was to that we had that ongoing story. I didn't like um, everything being contained in one show and then you move to another and it's different because I always thought there was like an element of the circus coming to town. You know, it's just yeah, like the one show, we enjoyed it, we'll be back again, and then that'll be something different. I wanted. Um, continuous thing throughout the year uh, and we've just got a new training facility now which is good enough to, to host uh, smaller events which we oh, can wow. then use within the storyline so I can uh, it's almost like got that Monday Night Raw effect but uh, we are continuing stories that uh, started um, back in 2019 um, there's a notable one that I seem to be embroiled in a, an issue with uh, David Getsky at the moment because he oh yes uh, he had a title shot uh, in October 2019 and the show had to be cancelled um, because of a, a, a paperwork issue of all things. It was ridiculous, really, a licensing issue. And he he lost his shot because Joey Hayes was next up on the booking. So he now is uh, the enemy of the management. And that's oh, still wow. going. That's yeah. That's a great story. Yeah, we've had, we, we always make sure that there's there's a reason for everything that's going on. Um, even, even just a standalone singles match uh, on the show, we'll have something, some relation to what's going to happen next. I'm always, we're always thinking one ahead, and now we're doing one show a month, which we weren't able to do before. Uh, we've got one show this year, and that will be the, the plan uh, for the foreseeable. So we've got so much content we can put out there. Oh, were there any matches or storylines you're particularly looking forward to in 2020 that you you couldn't do? I don't know if you can uh, tell us these things. But... Uh, yeah, I'm going to be careful. But well, to be honest, they're still they're still happening. Yes. Um, everything has just been we've just been patient and we that's uh, another reason why we went to a show month so we could fit in everything we wanted to get in um, yeah. <laughs> year end. so now we've got um, we, we we basically just picked up where we left off uh, Reynaldo won the Lancashire Riot so now now it sets him up in, uh, in the main event of Slamaganza and we just we just kicked on from there as we would have done before Oh, cool. Do you have a favourite storyline you've had over the years? Uh, it's, it's only a short period of time, but I really enjoyed the, uh, the the one I told you about with Chris Stone and the Academy. So that was fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's so much, it was so real as well, because that's not unusual for a, a, you know in an academy for a student to feel like he's he's not getting the opportunities just because there's so many good people in there and it's hard to choose from. 
you know, and it was it was a it was a fantastic story, and a lot of people really bought really got invested in it as well. The crowd really got invested in it, and it that lasted a good four four or five months, and it accumulated. Yeah. It, it culminated in a match with uh, Chris Storm and Cal Clench for the title at Summer Smash in the No Holds Barred match. And, you know, you were looking a year down the line. So I had all this story to to sort of put into a promo and into a package, and uh, yeah, you always get a payoff. Um, and yes. I, I'm one of that sort of thinks that you should be sort of rewarded each show all yeah. the way up to pay off. You know, that's what we've done. So when you come up with a storyline, do you start with the where you want to go to and work back, or do you say this this is a cool start and we'll see where it goes? Or I think you've got to start at the beginning because you you almost have to live the story in your head. Mm. Yeah, and I think otherwise you, you go to the conclusion. And you're making it all up to suit the conclusion. Whereas if you live it yes, from the start, that conclusion can come out of nowhere because it's organic and it's real. And I think that's 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 the best way to do it. But sometimes we, we've written things in accordance with how how it, people have reacted to it, and and some of it is some of it's more real than you think. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so, um, where can people go to the academy and join us on like a website? Or? Well, we, we've, uh, we've I've got a website that works at the moment, uh, the, the actual website, but the uh, a lot of it's done through the Facebook and the, the Twitter and the Instagram pages for the academy. We do um, mm-hmm. training sessions on a, a Saturday, eleven o'clock till till two for the uh, more advanced and those wanting to get back into it. You know, after a, light, a long layoff, and then yeah. from two to four, it's a beginners class. Um, then. We, we we have one on a Thursday night as well, seven till nine. We're expanding the classes, trying to get more in. We'd like to put a fitness class in there as well. And oh, we're, also, cool. we're also going to get a, a a class dedicated to character work and promotion, you know, self promoting and things like that. Oh, and that's in Copple in oh, nice. Cool. I'll put I'll put links in the description. So because yeah. there's, there's a Twitter, it's um it's a third L. WF Academy on Twitter. Yeah, the Instagram page yeah. is, is very good for uh, video clips. And we, we always make sure, I can't make sure that the story goes on uh, yeah, every yes. day. We, we, we see footage from every session and stuff to see how, it's, how it works and the structure. So you get a lot of information. Oh, amazing. So I'll, I'll put links in the description if anybody wants to have a look. So one more question before we go on to promoting the show. So what's the story behind the Castle Cup? The Castle Cup? Um, when I was first making this idea uh, for the LWF a long yeah. time ago, a lot of the LWF at the, at the, when I was I had it like in my head and I was writing things up for it, it was all based around uh, like the production side of things. It wasn't so much the wrestling. I wanted mm. to, to build a show to use my video editing skills and use my, uh, my my knowledge of how to structure a show and everything. So I hadn't even got to any wrestling yet. That was the that was the uh, the thing so I wanted to make sure I could do a show and then I might be able to take it into the, the professional business. And um, I had a friend uh, called Dan Castle who was a uh, part of my part of the setup. Uh, we used to sort of mock up a show to see how it would go, and he he, had, he came into um, to be uh, like a referee just to just to help me sort of structure it. And he was there for oh, wow. a year for two years of my my idea, helping me out. And uh, he sadly died. Um, oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Thirty-nine. Uh, but he was he was very instrumental in me uh, me being able to keep progressing with that idea and get to where we are. So now the the when we when we got to the actual first ever LWF show, Road to the Future, 
we didn't obviously have a championship belt at that point, so I needed to uh, to find um, something that somebody could that people could fight for, and I decided to make a trophy in his honour. So the the Castle Cup is is the trophy for him uh, in his name, and it's usually it's there for um, guys that want to sort of elevate their status in the LWF and push themselves from the start. Carl Clinch won. The first one that rolled to the future after, in his return after so many years. So that sort of was his pedestal. And oh, uh, wow. Dave Getsky won it at Slamaganza the year after. And it was like sort of his rise towards going uh, into the title picture. So it's there for, for people to win and uh, and push themselves, basically. That's an amazing tribute. Yeah, so it's a bit like the how the King of the Ring should have been booked. Wasn't was like the, you, you, if you win the King of the Ring, you get a title shot at SummerSlam. That's how it should have been. <laughs> yeah. We structure it differently sometimes. I mean, the first the first show, the whole show was based around the Castle Cup because it was the first prize yes. that we had. So we did the semi-finals and the final in that night. Um, then when we got to Slamaganza the year later, we did um, we did the semi-finals as a as an exclusive YouTube footage and then oh, wow. the final yeah. show. But this year. Uh, just because we've got so much talent there to, on offer, we're, we're going to do the semi-finals on the show and the final again like we did the first time. So there's, there's four guys going for the, the trophy at this show, which is, um, I love, I love watching the Castle Cup tournament. This is Dynamite Lee, and you are watching Broken But Glorious. And if you ain't watching, you better not like that fuse. Right, so then finally, after 16 months, LWF returns with the relaunch of Slamaganza, Brookshaw Community Centre on the 31st of July. So it's the main event, it's brother-in-law versus brother-in-law, Carl Clinch versus Reynaldo, face off each other long and anticipated. Has this been like the, the breath, Sean, of LWF? Like well... Been like feud of like since the beginning on and off for years. No, no, I mean there's never been. There's no bad blood between Carl uh, Clunch and Ronaldo, the brother brother-in-laws. They, they've, um, I think they've faced off in a couple of uh, matches elsewhere. Just um, and it's always been a respectful match, you know. And and they are they have tagged. I think in the second show that we ever did, they were in the main event uh, tagging yeah. together. So it's it's really this is based around respect and. and and two guys who know each other very, very well going at it. And, and it has got that brilliant element of Bret Hart, British Bulldog at SummerSlam 92. Yes. Feel about Definitely. it. Um, I think, and, and Ray said as well, his, uh, his sister's at ringside, just like Diana Hart was. It's, it's an amazing, <laughs> amazing setup for this show. And we couldn't have recreated it any better, even though it wasn't, that wasn't the, the idea. We never, we never planned for that, but it just sort of, we just sort of one day went, hang on, this is exactly the same as, it's a really, really nice feel to this main event, you know. Um, different as well. It adds, you know, you get that family aspect of it. it just adds a bit yeah. more to the match. It only writes its own story. Yeah. Then, as you mentioned, you've got the Castle Cup. You've got the first Jack uh, Roberts versus Bob Coston. So, tell us about this person. Well, Jack Roberts has, has really come on. Um, in recent shows, because he, he started out in singles competition, did you know was, did really well, great to watch. Um, but he then he has since joined Synergy, oh, so yes. he has undergone a big transformation. He is a lot more ruthless, a lot more sort of um, no nonsense, get the job done. Uh, he's a tremendously yes. gifted uh, technical wrestler, so you know he can really he can really stretch you about as well. Um, and Bob Coston, um, 
this is his debut, and it's a hell of a debut match to have, the semi-final against yes. Jack Rob. But he is not to be um, underestimated. Again, very gifted technically and uh, quick. Uh, he's a big guy as well. So, I mean, it, it's a fascinating contest. It's, it's one of the ones that has absolutely, I can't predict it at all. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to calling that. As you mentioned before, you got Chris yeah. Stone versus <laughs> Nick Cutter. It's, yeah, Chris yeah, Stone looks, looks, looks a lot of fun on the few videos I've watched of him. So it's well, it's, um, I mean, Nick, Nick Cutter is one of the, is a real sort of star that's come out of the academy. Um, if you obviously mentioned his match against Carl Clinch, it was, it was a great match. He was one half of five stars, a team with Jordan King at the beginning, and he sort of broke away and he's becoming a real, he's fast becoming one of the, the real talents uh, that this, this side of the country is producing. And his style, which is very quick, very agile, um, is going to meet Chris Stone, who is just a, a brute. He is a, a powerhouse brawler, just, and it's, it's fascinating to see that, that, combination go together and again it's another unpredictable one because on these you know Chris Stone can beat somebody in seconds with the power he has and and, and, mm, and Nick is definitely. so quick and savvy that same applies to him so it's, again fascinating match two really good semi-finals which can only make for a good final definitely <laughs> they got uh, David Getsky versus Nathan Dunn <laughs> yeah David Getsky doesn't like me very much um, so is so Dave a bit pissed off that he's not in the Castle Cup? Cause, no, he's, he's, he's pissed off that he's not in the, the title match. Um, yes. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he missed out his title opportunity. He's been complaining about it ever since. He's very derogatory of me on social media. And uh, he got to the point at Fightmare before Christmas in 2019 where he wouldn't let go of the submission in the ring. He shoved the referee over. He grabbed my announcer, my co-announcer, Mikey, and... Uh, I'd had enough of it by then, uh, so I, I yeah. got in the ring and I, I basically took his title shot away from him that he that he he did still have. That was a silly, that was a stupid thing about it. He still had a title shot. We just hadn't you know, scheduled it yet, but he yeah. he undid it all his hard work. And then uh, I decided as well that he wasn't fit for all the Castle Cup, so I, I stripped him of that <laughs> the same. So he's he's very bitter at the moment, Davey. Fantastic athlete. He's just uh, he's not doing himself any favors with his attitude. And he's, it's sort of his, this, this thing he's got with Nathan Gunn has been um, a product of that sort of anger. I think he eliminated Nathan from the riot and then they had a war of words online, which sort of escalated to the point where it needed to be booked to, to you know, to calm it. So that's where, that's where that's come from. A lot of it's been online during the lockdown. That one, that is a few built out the lockdown. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Then you've announced two tag team matches, so Synergy against Shine and Wizard. Should be a lot of fun. <laughs> That's a good clash of styles. So. We had an amazing opening match at the Riot, um, where, I mean, they put, on, they put a great show in um, Shine and Wizard. I think it, it was Lil, Lil Tony Rock and Clash were the two members that were, were sent forward, uh, yeah. <laughs> sent to the front line <laughs> Synergy. And they, they put in a great show, in, to be honest, but Synergy are just so powerful. It's it, it, they completely overwhelmed them at the end. But I mean, th- this is a rematch because that's never really gone away. That uh, you, you got the feeling yeah. that with wanted some sort of redemption. So uh, why not? What? W- why not? We want to see that again. So yeah, that, I think there's a little bit. I think Synergy is so old business, and, and with the so off the rails rock rock stars, you know, it's, it's a, a real real clash of personalities with that match. 
Cool. And then you've got the uh, fellow Shadow Vision <laughs> member, Helen Razor and Kelly Von Ness versus uh, two of my favourites. So I, like, I like Natalie Wilde and uh, Melanie Price. <laughs> They're a lot of <laughs> brilliant tales. <laughs> well, it's a great, it's a great platform, this, for, for, for Kelly Von Ness and Helena Razor. They're making their LWF debuts. And um, it's, it's a perfect platform to make your debut at, at Slamaganza, opening the show against two big heels in, in Natalie Wilde and, and Mel Price. And again, that's, that's an unpredictable one because we don't, I don't know enough about Helena and Kelly to say that they can't overturn Natalie and Mel. Um, yes. Yeah, real, there's so much, that, this is what I love about this show, there's so much, you can't predict any of it. It's just no, all over no. in the air. So the train <laughs> I it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So where, so where can you get the tickets for the show? Uh, if you go on the Facebook event page, um, there is a link, there's a ticket link on there. Um, you can always contact the page, and we will, we will point you in the right direction. Um, and there's no need, there's no uh, paper ticket or anything. If you just you, you, you purchase, we'll already have your, your name on the system, and we'll put you on the guest list. So yeah, just contact the, the Facebook page, and we will, we will we'll help you out. But there is a ticket link on the event page, and that, that event page is constantly being updated uh, with mm. um, with new uh, new videos and exclusives and everything. So if you just follow the page. Uh, make sure you get updates on it. You can't go wrong there. Right. Yeah, I, again, I put links to the ticket information onto the Facebook page in the description below the interview. So, so, so what's so what's next? You've got a monthly after this, you said. So, and when's your August show? The August show is Summer Smash on August fifteenth, um, and from then on, it's uh, there's there's a run of shows. So you, you you're going to get a lot of LWF product in the, in the for the rest of the year. We have uh, Summer Smash, uh, Honor and Glory, um, October Overlord, V for Vengeance, and Fight Me Before Christmas, before the end of the year. Oh, do, of... do you keep the same like? Do you do a WWF thing where you keep the same name for each event every year? Yeah, that's that's what we try to do, uh, just for familiarity's sake. And you know, I just I just think it's it's nice to have that knowledge that when we're certainly when we're we're thinking ahead and we're planning ahead we just mm. know it's gonna be that show and we're not going um well we can do it on the september show or something and we don't know a name yes. for it i think we just sort of work around it like that um oh, that's the, awesome. yeah. show is new. for vengeance is new because um we've never done a, a november show before so that's that's different yeah please <laughs> So uh, before we go, do you want to promote any social media you have? Or? Just, just basically, um, if you follow us on on Facebook, it's very easy to find. If Lancashire Wrestling is, is usually the easiest, you know, just just put that in. You'll find us LWF. You find us very uh, familiar roles logo, so it's we're not uh, difficult yes. to, to spot. Facebook's very active. I, I make sure that we put a lot of content out that on the, even if it's just. Uh, asking fans questions as to who do you think will win matches. We always keep it going. There's an LWF fans page on Facebook as well for, for fan interaction, uh, for posting photos, taking events and things like that. Um, we, we constantly update the YouTube channel with videos. So just if you want to, to follow us, we are on all those platforms and uh, we're very easy to find. Oh, <laughs> so again. Links will be in the description below the interview. So I really enjoyed having you on today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, I, I, this is, this is great because I, I like to I like to know that there are ways of, of sort of getting um, getting things across without just typing it out and stuff like that. I think it helps having a voice 